Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's hard to sing these up because there is a delay, but we we really want to sing in unison. It's so cold. It's not even cold. It was 90 degrees out today. I just this feel week like we it's... talk about cooking. We talk about how cold it is. We talk about a clam chowder. Did we talk about drop biscuits? And all I want to say is drop ship from China. <laughs> yeah, we talked about vagina. drop biscuits again. <laughs> and some amazingly wild voicemails. Plus, we learn all about the, say with me now, double, double tap. tap. Enjoy the show. Goodbye. Don't forget to get tickets to our show that's on October 12th at Executive Very sloppy. Suite. Sorry. Website? At verysloppy.eventbrite.com. But I was also saying it's at the Executive Suite. In Just Long Beach. In Long Beach. Forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213 Okay. Sloppy Seconds Pod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. I'm drinking hot chocolate. Hi, you slops, you stupid little oh, fucks, sorry. you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks. Welcome to Big Dipper and Meatball Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball and that's Big Dipper. It's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> Why are you drinking a hot chocolate? Your AC better be cranked. I have no AC on because it has, it, it, it has in fact, been cold at night. It gets cold at night. Colder. It gets cold at night. Cold at it night. gets cold at night. night. The season, night. the season hath changed. Kinda. It was ninety degrees out today. But you know when you, even if it bounces back, I mm. have been craving a heavy chowder. <laughs> a nice creamy chow chow. I did not sleep at all last night. What were you dreaming about? I wasn't dreaming. I was just awake. I just couldn't go to sleep. I did everything I could. I even tried to dose myself with a Benadryl. And what were you thinking about? Anything? No. I mean, I do have a lot of stuff coming up. Like, next week, I'm literally doing something every single day. I have, like... And it's not, like, normal stuff. It's, like, I have to be in drag. So that, like... That takes up a full fucking day, especially if it's like I have to get in drag in the morning, then go do so. I don't know. It's just too much. I'm complaining about my one job. I've never had clam chowder ever in my life, I don't think. I didn't say I want a clam chowder. I want a corn chowder, baby. Oh, I want, corn chowder. I want, it, I want it filled with potatoes. I want corn. I want um, mushrooms. I want leeks. 
Maybe even a bok choy. What is a leek? It's like an onion, but round? Well, onions it's onion are meat? round. No, but I mean like cy- cylindrical. I'm going to look it up. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it's kind of like... It's got good texture. Leek. Leeks and fennel are vegetables I've never fully understood. It's related to the onion, garlic, shallot, scallion, chive, and Chinese onion. Okay. I mean, you were right. It's in there. But, I mean, as we've learned from this podcast, I am me, Dipper, were, are, dumb. Facts. (laughs) I was just thinking, so I went downtown this morning. I want to know about this downtown experience. It was 90 degrees. I was walking all over. I'm looking for a suit for a wedding. And you know downtown has like all these like all these suit shops and then they tailor it to you in like an mm-hmm. hour and then you're good to go. But like the last time I got a suit down there, I like went and got like a $99 suit, which is like expensive, but it wasn't a nice suit. So this time I was like, let me get a nice suit and then get it tailored and it'll be nice. Yeah, suits are often way more than $99. Yes. So the one I bought today was much more expensive than that. Say but the number. It looks nice and I <clears throat> was able to get it tailored in the same day. The issue is $400 more. But the issue mm-hmm. is that it um it's a really nice suit. I got it at a nice store. But you went to the my shoulder house. you're going to like no. the way you look. The way you look. Sorry. I've, my I'm shoulders are at 52. <laughs> uh-huh. But my belly cuz it pokes out is not like you can't close. So the jacket will fit right up here mm-hmm. up on my shoulders, but then around my belly I can't get it closed. And I tried looking at big and tall stores for, like, fun outfits, and they don't have any. If you're looking for a suit, they got gray, black, brown, blue. Are you doing anything to the suit, or it will just look like a suit? There's not, like, secret shorts, or it's a vest, or... No, it's a... Well... A wig comes out of the top of it. No, it's just a suit. It's for a wedding. I'm going to a wedding. (laughs) But there would be... Every wedding I, I, I go to, I look foolish. So I would like to maybe put a small kitty cat wig in the in a pocket, but that's the most I'm asking. Here's the thing. You, what you need to do is you need to satin line the inside of a kitty cat wig, fold it inside it of itself, uh-huh. and keep it in the little jacket pocket so it looks like, like a pocket square. Oh, right, right, right. So it's but there this- the whole time, and then when, when the Whitney hits or whatever song you're really feeling yourself... Honey, you just inch that little bitch out, and everyone's like, ooh, ooh. "Oh, a satin pocket square." And then you flip it inside out, throw it on your head, and honey, you're giving wig. Ah! You know that would be such a funny magic trick to do, like the um, handkerchiefs, <laughs> and then like, but it's a then wig. it becomes a wig, and then you just put it. On. <laughs> I love that. Do you uh, like weddings? I, you know, I've only ever really been to one adult wedding as a guest. As a child, I went to, like, a lot of family weddings, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, going without your parents. Like, you're invited to a wedding. I've only been to one. Is it the one that Michael got kicked out for sliding down the fire pole? Yes. And we weren't, we didn't get kicked out. We just, <laughs> we were just told, please, sir, uh, don't do that again. But that's why you don't have a, a wedding in an old firehouse, because there's a pole there. There's literally a fire pole to be like used to be swung upon i think it was more that he went up the stairs and they were like sir and he just kept going oh 
talking a lot about Michael on this pod. How's your <laughs> weight loss journey going? <laughs> you know, stumbles and starts, but overall good. I'm, you know, I'm working. The, the interesting thing is I am finding, like, joy in little things. One of the little things I'm finding joy in is the feeling of waking up after not eating myself to the point of exhaustion and falling asleep. Mm. You know, it's like I normally eat until it's time to be so full that it's time to go to bed. I don't think I ever knew this about you. I thought you just ate responsible portions, just like maybe two of them. Like, you know, no, I, I eat- never thought that you would like, you were a heavy eater. You seemed like you were always... Because I eat like- good throughout the day. De- like, good meaning... Good is the wrong word. Oh, I eat good. But I eat... Responsibly. I eat reasonable portions of whatever food I like throughout the day because my body reacts. When I get full, I have to close my eyes. I have to go to sleep. Like, if I'm on the... I, like, never have a big lunch if it's in the middle of a work day because I know I'm going to be fucked for the afternoon. So my thing is always lunch like, really does ruin a day. <laughs> well, if you go ham on the lunch, if you have like half a sandwich and a granola bar, you're like I'm sustaining. But if you just like go all out, I don't like being sustained. I like to be full. And then what? You, I have to take a nap. No, I can work full. Well, no, I lay down. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, full, but I'll full kombucha girl cycle there. Um, but no, for me, so, so, so the biggest issue for me is like regular good day, casual amounts of food enough to, you know, to feel fine and have enough energy. And then it's like nine o'clock hits and I'm like, I'll have three hamburgers and order a pizza to myself and then be like, I think this place delivers See, that, cakes that's and I'll eat I an entire know. cake to myself. I don't know her. I've never and, seen her. And then her. pass out and go to bed and then wake up in the morning and just feel awful. Like, it's almost like a hangover. And so what I have been celebrating. So you've been replacing that with pills. Pills and. Potions. Thank you. Pills and potions. <laughs> We're overdosing. What was the other one that she sang that wasn't good? Can I just finish answering yeah, your question? Sorry. Marilyn Monroe. No. Remember that song? Grand Piano. Grand Piano. Uh, or how about You See Right Through Me? You, you see, see right through me. How do you, how do you, how do you do that? Um, <laughs> no, so the, the little joy that I'm finding, and it's a new habit that I'm building, is I'm really working on if I get hungry late at night after I've eaten dinner, to just like drink some water or like only eat some like fruit or some grapes or like something that isn't going to make me feel like shit. Mm. Cause other than that, I haven't really changed a lot of what I'm doing. I'm just cutting out that like massive binge meal at the end of the night that makes me go to sleep. Yeah, Dark Dipper, the dark yeah. passenger, <laughs> whoever that man is. It's like fog eating. I'm like half asleep and I'm like shoveling. I like order a pizza, fold it in half twice, you know, down to a quarter size. And, just <laughs> and then you're like, who wants to see me shotgun this? You're right. What um, is it from? That's 30 Rock. <laughs> they thought she no, was she doesn't about say beer. who wants to see me. She goes, if you don't want to see me eat this, you better leave now, right? 
I mean, she makes a lot of food references on there. Um, that the audacity me, wh- of Tina Fey to have such a fucking snatched body and make all of these like overeating jokes on that show. Yeah, someone was telling me that that show might be problematic under today's Might eyes. be. I haven't gone back they and They do blackface it. a bunch on the show. Well, and whiteface. They did it all. They really touched every issue. Not you standing up for whiteface. <laughs> You're like, Tyra, put on a fat suit. For a reason! She walks what so we can What was the reason? What was the reason? Um, oh no. Let's take a break. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like, oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like. The mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppysecconds50 at factormeals.com slash sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back, and I grew up in seasons. I had uh, winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you have to do is call. I experienced all the seasons in Chicago. Yes, Chicago really do get all of them. And I will say New York got them all, too. Oh, yeah. Did you live in New York? I forgot. uh, uh, Yeah, on the Lower East Side. Um, (laughs) It was wonderful there. No, Texas... 
we were by the Gulf, so it did. It never really snowed. Recently, it's been snowing there a lot. But it was mostly just hot all the time. And then winter came and it got a little cold. It got pretty cold. But never, like, freezing. But any big snowstorms in Houston? Not that I can remember. None while I was there. When I was a kid... Sorry. lived in I lived in Michigan, which is close to Chicago, so I we had and all didn't of you live in London too growing up? Yes, I lived in London as a child, but the weather there is always the same as cold and rainy and the you didn't summers develop were nice a but they, they were never like ninety degree summers. You didn't develop a child's British accent no, my brother did really he had a slight lilt he still says some stuff weird, oh, but like we also lift. went to an American school and only hung out with like American people. We lived tragedy. in like an American community. The tragedy of America. Yeah, we really went over there and we're like, we're not going to try to do anything that y'all do. We had a bowling alley. We had like American burgers that were like the meat was flown in from America. Like there isn't beef in the in the UK. Like it was just so weird. I okay. So when I grew up for uh, for Christmas for winter. When I grew up during the winter, we had so much snow. We had so much snow. And I grew up behind like a little park that was for everyone who lived on my block. And they would spray it with a fire hose and freeze it. And we had an ice skating rink in my backyard, essentially. And that so that seems dangerous. It was. I mean, it was just a bunch of unsupervised kids out there. How did point. you? And was it, I mean, there must be some peaks and valleys in that thing. There's no way to keep it completely flat. No, I mean, because as long as the surface is flat that you're spraying it, spraying the water on, because there was a fire hydrant. It was a fire hose. So it was a bunch of water and um, it was sprayed onto a basketball court and that was fairly flat. So that flattened out to like a really nice ice rink. Though there was a field next to it and they would spray the field too. So the grass would get the ice covering. And that was a lot of bubbles and a lot Mm -hmm. of like you'd be skating along and then you would just drop into the grass because there would be like a patch that didn't wasn't saturated enough with water. But that's how I learned to ice skate because I had like the access to a rink right behind my house. So then why can't you rollerblade? I can well, you never did. You came to one roller skate skate gang, and then you fell, and then you never came back. You're full of lies, because I came back many other times. I didn't do a ton, but re- I, re- I recall me strapping on my roller skates and going around the basketball court, and you saying, oh, I didn't know you could do this. I didn't say you were bad. I just wonder why you wouldn't keep coming. No, you said, why can't you? Precision and language, Meatball. Precision That's not what I'm known for. In language. Yeah, what are you known for, do you think? Having a bad attitude, <laughs> being fun to party with, and always having my bitches' backs. How was um, San Francisco? Because we haven't it talked It was so then. fun. I had a wonderful time. I think we talked about it a little bit on the Tina Burner episode. Yeah. Um, I did perform twice at Bo with the incredible Adriana Roy on the Saturday night, and then Friday night? I don't re- really remember. Did you fly there? Yeah, I flew there. And I flew back, and my flight was delayed. And I also was like, my checkout was 11. Or no, my checkout was at 12, but my, I had to be at the airport by 3. I, so I got to the airport at 2 o'clock because there was nothing to do. I kind of done it all, and I had all my luggage with me. 
And then my flight was delayed. So I, I sat in the airport. done it all. I had done it all. I didn't need to be out anymore in front of people. I looked haggard. Um, and my airplane was delayed. So I was in the airport for six hours Ugh. for a 45-minute flight. That's always the worst. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have this conversation all the time about San Francisco because depending on where you live in LA, the fucking Uber to LAX, checking your bags if you're bringing checked luggage, checking your bags, going through security, getting on the plane, sitting on the tarmac, flying through the air, then getting out, boo to boo, Uber back to the hotel. It's like you can kind of drive it in exactly the same amount of time and not have to worry about like security or anything. But with my luck recently with my car, I didn't want to risk. You said, baby? I said, I'm not going to do that drive. I should have, because then I could have probably driven up earlier. Oh, well. Oh, well. And so you um, saw Folsom. We had a wonderful time. The people there for Folsom were fucking wasted on the second on my first night there i was with mercedes monroe uh-huh. and uh malay balenciaga I think it's her. malay miss malay she's oh, wonderful who does the most amazing beyonce's yes and she is like in most of the peaches christ shows yes. she was there with me and we were supposed to do two numbers each and after our first number while people had their i did the i feel like fucking something number People had like their fucking backs turned to the stage, drinking off of each other's bodies, like making out. It was like an orgy happening in front of me at Bo. And, and so after I came down, she goes, girl, you don't have to do your second number. They did not care. I was like, I know. Uh, no uh, one cared. There were a lot of people there to see me. And I so I like walked around and talked to everybody. Like I stayed in the club and was like hanging out talking. But I, there was no reason for me to try to get on stage and perform. And I wouldn't say they were a bad audience. I would say they were an audience that was having a lot drunk. of fun. And they, they were very the drunk. Show. Because Speaking... it kind of happened on the second night, too. But it was because uh... Folsom was happening. Yeah, of course. Everyone was, like, butt-focused instead. There was people at Folsom walking down the street just jerking off their big old fat cocks. Like, just out to the wind. Hog heaven. Out to the co- co- COVID air. To the, <laughs> to the well, I was just trying. I was just remembering one of them. He had it greased up. Ooh, I was like, mm, kind of want to go over there and lick it. It looked like a little lollipop. Lollipop. I want to lick. It. You, you know that? Got, why didn't you go? Oh, because I've never been to Folsom. How? This is what I need to do. I need to just break out those dick sucking knee pads. There were a lot of them there. Drive up to Folsom, find myself a little spot on the corner, sit it on down, and just wait. Yeah. You know what I think is hard, though? The dicks there? Fingers crossed. No, this is what I think is hard. If, in my mind, I want to be on my knees sucking all the dicks that come around my way. Absolutely. But there are certain dicks I'm not interested in sucking. Always. Do you get on your knees and sort of open your mouth and and advertise I'm the cocksucker, but then when certain people come up, give them the the little polite, you know, this one, this one. little double tap, no, they're like, fine. no, thank you, the little really? double tap on their thigh, like they Maybe walk up, time. look up, and you just go like, I'm good, like keep it, keep give it, give them up, or do you? <laughs> You're fine. No, no, no. I'm good. Okay. Have a good have a good afternoon. Or You're do done. you stand up in like do you, 
Like, because here's Standing my thing. Standing up is an offense. That means like, ooh, when no I, sir, no sir. When I go to sex, sex things. Parties. When I go to my sex group things. Group hangouts. There are definitely people I'm interested in, definitely people I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And I want to just get on my knees. But I'm like, I don't want that to be an open invitation for anyone because, and this is coming, Meatball, because remember, we did the interview. So we are going to release this interview Uh oh. with the gentleman who is the cum dump. No, I know. We interviewed a man who is a cum dump, everybody, and it is a crazy one. And we've been sitting on it because I don't know if the world should hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I think the world should hear it. We're going to figure out how to release it properly. But we did this interview and, you know, he boldly says, I will take any load offered to me. I think it's a gift that you would put semen into my ass. And I do not care what you look like at all. So long as you can get a hard dick and fuck me. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, and that's so for not me, you. that's not who you are. But if you would I, like to get on your knees and openly advertise, I think it's your it's your mouth and you have agency over your body. You can say, no, sir, I will not suck your dick. Or just wear a blindfold. But no, because then you could like, what if some bumpy gets inside you? And well, then then, like, well, something bumpy could get inside you even if you don't see it on the person what do you mean what do you mean bumpy like a bumpy dick you ever know about those dicks the dicks that have all the little bumps around the head yeah and do you know that actually okay hold on let me google can you pop those i've seen it on a dick before my god they're like the little white tiny little they're little white bumps bumps. on penis head Okay, these, I know about these. What are they called? They are called pearly penile papules. <laughs> Why do they gotta do Why all they that? Why do they call it pearly penile pap, pap, pearly penile, that, say that one three times fast. Pearly penile papules. Actually, I think this is important to talk about because I can almost guarantee you we have listeners who have this condition on their dick who listen to our show. If you look this up, they are benign, flesh-colored, pink or white bumps under the penis head. They are very common. They are not of a medical concern. And they typically form around the head of the penis or just yeah. underneath it. And I turned I rem- a man down because of these one time. And then he, he had to explain it to me. That it was like, no, this is not a thing. Yeah. Like, this is not a... And I think they're more visual... They're more visible on circumcised dicks mm-hmm. because there isn't any extra skin to sort of cover that head area and it must be challenging if you have prominent um pearly penile pearly papules, papules um to constantly have to explain to someone like no no this is fine this is benign this isn't a thing this is fine this is benign this ain't a thing oh we're just full of full of rhymes today yeah i mean it it must be very difficult because that guy had to literally pull up google like a, a Google of it because I was like, I'm not putting that anywhere near my mouth because they were they look like some of the more severe cases here. Right. But it looks like there's like a really easy fix for it. Like when you search it, it seems like there's just like a lotion. Oh, a cheese grater? Just grate them off? Mm-hmm. 
Did you ever take a cheese grater to a pair of your jeans when you were in high school? I feel like great in something. Um, no, I never did to distress it. I do remember though, like there was the, all the rage to buy like a cop. Oh my god, this is such a white thing to buy college lacrosse team hats. They were like white, and like they just said like LSU or whatever. Oh, no. buy them, bend the shit out of the brim. Oh yeah, and then scrape the bill on the bottom yes. so it was frayed at the front and really bent. And you would the moment you would buy it, you know, it would come like a flat brim, pristinely clean hat mm-hmm. from lids at the mall. But then you would take it out there and you would scrape the shit out of it, distress it, throw it in the washing machine. God, um, that's my when I wore like jeans. used to shoot it, shoot a, the bill with like so there'd be a bullet hole in it. What? Or they would Texas. put fish hooks on them. Oh, that's... You've seen those? Texas. Yeah, that's really a... Uh, what is that Bass Pro Shop energy? We'd go to the mall and they'd hang out at Bass Pro Shop the whole time. Bass Pro Shop. Um, let's take a quick break. Let's take a break and I have some new phone calls. I need to grab my tea real fast. Fluff, go fluff your rice as well. We're back. We're back. You know, I don't think Tina Burner liked my singing voice. She seemed a little off-put. Anytime I would sing, her face. It was the only time her face moved. <laughs> that was so amazing that she was like, I will be on your podcast. I still can't believe she said yes. We got some good phone calls in this week. Thank you all so much for calling 213-536-9180. Here we go. Hi, Big Dipper and Meatball. Um, So I am having dating problems right now, and I am a bisexual woman. Right now, I have been mostly talking to men, straight men, I know. But the thing is, I went on a date with this guy, and we went out on his boat is just on the little river it's a tiny little boat we went fishing we listened to music we had some drinks and he got really really embarrassed because his boat died and we had to get towed back to where our cars were and I was totally not mean about it at all I was like it's fine and then I told him let's go get like dinner and a drink and just whatever keep going and he totally was like no I gotta go home and like freaked out and now he's not talking to me and I think he's just being a little bitch, but I also don't want to be a bitch myself. And I know that nice guys are kind of hard to come by, but it seems like this guy's kind of a pussy. But also, every other guy is a fucking dickhead. So I'm thinking I should just be single for a while. But the other thing is, should I reach out to this guy who's both died, who kind of threw a tantrum over it? Or should I just move along and see whatever happens next? I love your podcast. Thanks if you answer this. Bye. Bye. Wow. Wow. Well, there speaking a lot of in there. fish hooks and Texan culture, it seems like you might have a little insight into boat, Listen, boat things. Yeah, my parents own a couple. So I just, just when a boat dies, it's a very stressful situation. But here's the thing. Throwing a tantrum, probably not the best thing to do. Would I throw a tantrum if it was my boat? Absolutely. The thing is, is, do you want to date someone that throws tantrums? 
Like you, you, what? I, I'm just, I'm getting ready to agree with you completely. I was just reacting to that. Uh, that's all. I thought, okay. I thought, okay. Yeah. Do you want to date <laughs> someone that's going to throw tantrums like that when there's something bad happens? Or do you want someone that's going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me make it up to you. Da, 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 da. Now, it seemed like she said he maybe ghosted her or hasn't responded to her. Maybe he's a little embarrassed. If you'd want to give him a second chance, I would, but do it at a high stretch situation. Do it at a bowling alley and see what happens when he loses. What? <laughs> Oh, you know what to I mean? test the waters. To test the waters. Like situation. maybe it was just like he really wanted the date to go really well, and then it just like fucked up, and he was embarrassed and upset. Well, okay, I have been watching some episodes of Sex in the City in the background. Did I talk about this already on the? No, show? I've just been sort of. I I sort of picked a random season. They've been on in the background while I'm just like doing stuff, cooking, whatever. I am such a Miranda. That is who I am. I know this about me. I am both sides. I am the, like, wear your garbage sweats out to brunch, and then also when you dress up, like, look really cool. I am a workaholic and also, like, a wild Aries person with no emotional connection, and then also, like, definitely just want someone to hold me at night. I am all of those things. I'm a Miranda. Carrie's relationships are so toxic and so non-communicative and only surround around playing a game. All she does is think about what her boyfriend may or may not want and then perform that instead of just being herself. The amount of times something goes wrong and they don't talk about it. Every fight she ever has with Aiden about the jealousy of Big... I'm like really in a time capsule into the 2000s right now, like talking about But I gotta say, like, you just look at the screen, and you're like, talk about it. Say how you're feeling out loud. Like, life happens. Like, big fucking deal. Your boat died. You're embarrassed because something you have literally zero control over happened and you felt emasculated in front of your date. Fuck off. Yeah, I think has, you just want someone more evolved, right? Yeah, that's all you need. Especially you need as a bisexual that's more, person. You need someone who like understands that the world has a lot of gray area. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I say, see, here's my thing. Is I would call I would call him back. But also, you don't have to. I'd call him back. I'd take I'd give him one more chance, even if he was crazy. But, like, the words of Tammy Brown, crazy sticks to me, like ribs. <laughs> like ribs. <laughs> um, let's listen to another one. Hey, girlies. Um, let's see. So, I think the story I want to tell is about the time this dude came over. <laughs> we met on, we met in the produce section at Whole Foods, Grinder, and, um, he, uh, I told him, I was like, I don't want to have full uh, full frontal penetrative anal sex, just like something casual, keep it light, you know, maybe like I, I just want to jack off with a warm body nearby, you know, okay. that sort of vibe. And um, comes over, uh, we fool around whatever he keeps asking, if he can put it in, I keep saying no. Uh, and at one point, my eyes are closed and he goes ahead and he inserts himself um, partway into my asshole. Um, so I turned around. And I, uh, using, uh, not mincing my words, I explained exactly, uh, what, what it was that had just happened. 
um, and then proceeded to use my knee to push him off of me, um, uh, causing a nosebleed in the process. I don't know if I broke it. Um, but uh, I then drove him home because his phone was dead and uh, he couldn't call an Uber. <laughs> so um, that was probably a pretty uncomfortable car ride for him. Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, bye, Dad. Uh, bye, Dad. Would have been an uncomfortable car ride for me, too, if I was driving him home. I I titled that... Oh, you don't even want to talk about this call? No, I'm open to it. I see what you titled it. WTF is this call. I just don't... Like, this is one of those where I'm like, is this a real story or not? Because I don't understand. You just wanted someone around to, like, jerk off near, and then you turned your butt to him, and then... You let him get into a position where he could insert himself. Shall we bring it back to communication? Hey, I'm just looking for a warm body to jerk off next to. That's why I actually like the like sniffy zaps. And that's why I like the double tap. No, thank you, sir. I won't be sucking your dick today. Because it's all about actually communicating what you're looking for and what you're into. Mm. That's why I like that shit. You do love communication. Get into it. Uh. Get into it. Yeah, I don't know about that call. <gasps> Wait, is this real? What? Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. Um, I was just listening to your talk about biscuits and gravy, which really made my morning and made me hungry. Uh, and I just wanted to say about drop biscuits. It's like drop cookies, I think, because you don't, like Meatball was saying, you don't roll them out and press them with um, like a biscuit cutter or a cookie cutter. You just take like a spoonful and put it on the pan. Meatball, when you were describing it, I was imagining like the, the whole dough going on as one giant biscuit. Which, I don't know, that could be a fun uh, thing for y'all to do in film. I would watch it. Oh, a Love big y'all. biscuit. Because I remember when I was trying made... to explain to you what a drop biscuit was, and you were like, how big? And I was like, uh, like a spoonful, like however big you want them to be. Because I said I would eat three biscuits. You were thinking of like a big biscuit. I was thinking of like a regular biscuit. Then I was talking about drop biscuits, which are just like, like a spoon into the dough, and then you throw it down, and then it makes like a little tiny little guy. Like a spoonful of full of dough. A spoonful of sugar. You throw it down onto the baking pan. Onto yeah, the you grease sheet? up the baking pan, and then you instead of like rolling it all out and using a cookie cutter or something to like cut it out and make a perfectly circular biscuit, you just kind of drop plops on. Plops. <laughs> plops. Well, see, the, the, I guess I'm so I'm not very well versed in the kitchen because I only ever made cookies with a spoon. I don't I don't know. I guess I do understand the concept. Of I think rolling she's talking out more about like a, or they're a talking more of, about a, a sugar cookie where you have to roll it out, roll out the dough and then you use a cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. But that's how I mean, that's how you make biscuits. You're supposed to cut them into shapes. Oh, that's why biscuits are round and flaky and flaky. But a drop biscuit is flaky and crumbly in a different way. This is wild. I would you know what I would love? You know what I'm jealous of? Famous people like Selena Gomez. 
But who just do? get a cooking show? Did you you watch the Paris Hilton one, right? No, I saw clips of it. It's good. I feel like it's if good. I had a cooking show, the entire cooking show would me be going, uh, <laughs> like they would be like, yes, and then you do. This is what a roux is, and I'm going, uh, uh I've done this like, before. I didn't and, know it was called a roux. And then they're like, when you add this, you know that changes the acidity, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, all of those things I just don't understand. I would like to watch you learn things. I would watch that show. Yeah, we're starting from zero, basically. Truly. Did you ever cook as a child? Did your mom ever have you in the kitchen to, like, help out? Or were they, like, keep him away from the food? I did. A, yeah, it was a lot of keep him away from the food so we can all eat dinner. Um, it, it's. It, I did a lot of setting of the table and doing the dishes. I did a lot of that. Um, we also, like... Uh, the kind of cooking that I grew up in my family was like casserole, like things that were like everything in one pan bakes for 30 minutes and then you eat it with uh, a salad. Like it wasn't like we're making this dish and this dish. Like it wasn't like lots of moving parts. And so there was never really much for me to do except, you know, I would occasionally as a teenager make the salad or like cut up the bread and set the table. But I never really was like in front of the stove. You sneak in and little then, pieces of that bread that you're cutting? Did you? Oh, of course. Dip them in butter. Um <laughs> Uh, did you have like, did they call it home ec? Home ec? Yeah, we had home ec. And did you that. have like. Yeah, we a, would make bread and we learned how to make cookies from scratch. And, we had like a bunch of kitchens. Yeah. There was like six or seven kitchens lined up in a room. And I remember when I learned how to do like a vegetable stir fry. And I, bitch, when I came home, my mom and I was like, I'm making this for you. And I made it for the family. And my mom was like, well, you will be cooking every, like one night every week. So I don't have to make dinner because now you Uh, want to cook something. So every week it was a vegetable stir fry. And then when I felt, when I felt, um, when I felt confident and strong, we threw that chicken in there. But I still. You strike me as the type of person that cooks their chicken. All the way through. Because Burnt, when honey. I was in, I'll she tell you. She wants to dry. <laughs> when I was in home economics, we like watched a video about fucking trichinosis and salmonella and all of these things about like how you could get. So I didn't have a rare burger or like a rare steak until I was deeply into my 20s. Because I thought That's everything had so to be crazy. But here's the thing: I don't like them rare. I like it medium or sure. medium rare. Where it's pink but on it, the inside. Pink. I don't want blood. I don't want red. I do not want red. You know those people who like to eat a steak that this is how it cooks. That's it. One it's on just each like side. Brown. They just touch it. That's not for me. That's like, what raw. does that taste like? Well, here's the thing: tastes... I also like steak tartare, but it I know that that's tastes... meant to be raw. The best. Because it's probably incredibly flavorful. Steak tartare is really flavorful. Because of cannibalism. Wait, am I getting confused? Yeah, cannibals is, is if I was eating steak tartare made out of peoples. <laughs> if you were to eat a human, have we gone too far? Someone said that <laughs> someone said that humans <laughs> taste like pigs. Who said? Like pork? It was like something I watched on YouTube. You know I like to put on a... While you're watching Sex in the City, I'm listening to murder documentaries. What's going on with Trisha Paytas? 
she's losing it. I don't, here's the thing, I don't even want to talk about it. I feel like I maybe, I maybe girl boss too hard when I was standing her. And I kind of regret it because it seems like she's having like another meltdown, but this one feels real. But I also saw like some TikToks of her being like, why does everyone hate me? I don't know. We'll just have to find out. Like, but she like says jump that on shit, the bandwagon. Like, she, like it she seems knows. like it's just another cycle. She, yeah, she already did the cycle where before. she did like the Time magazine or whatever it was that was like the uncancelable Trisha Paytas. New York, New York magazine. New York magazine. Should we listen to this last call? No, I want to take a break and then we'll listen to the last call. How about that we'll for a little right back. How about that for a little cliffhanger? Oh, honey. And we're back. I'm almost done booking everyone for my little show on October 23rd. Uh, can you announce the name? No, I'm going to announce it uh, next week. Okay, but that's fun. We got some very sexy go-go boys. Ooh. And I handpicked each one of them. With your hand? I wish I would. I would jerk their fat cocks off so hard. <laughs> oh, oh my! God. I would rip their dicks off their bodies. That so, wow, 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 wow. Um, I'm bummed that I can't. Here are two things. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull. Well, the you're cur- gonna be busy I'm at gonna, the Berenstein Bear Fair, but I'm gonna pull the curtain back just a little bit. I'm bummed that you're going to Vegas the weekend I'm shooting a music video because I would like to go to Vegas with you and I wish you could be in the and music Naomi video. And Naomi just got me seats for the RuPaul show. And I wish you could be in the music video. Both of those things. So I'm bummed about that. I'm also going to be in Baltimore that the Friday following before weekend. the Saturday that I'm in Vegas. Oh. Oh, honey, the gigs are coming back. The gigs are coming back and I am booked and blessed every weekend this month. Oh! So the tour was canceled, but I'm still going to get this coin somehow, honey. Oh, and I want I'm a sure. Tesla. Oh, okay. Remember when I talked about a Tesla? Someone DM'd me and was like, "Don't get a Tesla. They're bullshit." I was like, "Uh, yeah, I've been reading up. They're not good." Um, but and our live show is happening too, which I'm so excited. Yes, for. on the twelfth of October. It's a Tuesday. Wow, this really turned into an ad. <laughs> No, I was just thinking about all the stuff. What I was saying, if you if you run the tape back podcast listeners sloppy fucks i was saying i was bummed that i couldn't um join you in vegas that you couldn't be in my music video that i couldn't be there to help you celebrate your first night at a party and i couldn't be at the berenstein bear festival because you know i love a bear festival barrison like harrison it's on the 23rd of october and someone was on twitter saying it was i was saying it was the wrong date which i wasn't just i'm just setting the record straight you're getting a lot of these tweets. They're not tagging me. Can If y'all are going to tweet at Dipper, can you tag me too? What well, if it I doesn't wait. concern you? Because sometimes I just like to see you get yelled at. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the last voicemail for today. 
Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. I just left the fuck time story voicemail, but I'm redoing it because it was too long and you're probably going to ignore it for a year like you did last time. Well, we also don't um, need this little... This is a fuck time story from a year ago when I was in REM college. I really wanted to suck dick and I was on weekend duty, so I went on Sniffies uh, and I found a glory hole and someone to suck a dick of. So I go to the glory hole and I'm like, okay, like I'm here. And the other guy's like, okay, I'll be there in five minutes. Five minutes pass, somebody comes and this guy looks very suspicious and strange. He sticks his head through the whole glory hole. It's a big glory hole. So like he can fucking do it. And keep in mind, I don't know what this guy's face looks like. So he could have been anybody. Um, so this guy starts sucking my dick instead or, like, wants to, and I'm like, that wasn't part of the plan, but whatever. I let him do it. He starts touching my dick. His hands are very grimy and nasty and, like, sandpaper, and I'm, like, not enjoying it. It is not a pleasant experience. The blowjob is subpar. I am flaccid the whole time. And then I get a text from the guy saying, okay, I'll be there in a second. And I realize. This is not the man I intended to meet. Uh-huh. And I... This is not the man I intended leave. to meet. The guy, the correct man comes. I suck his dick. It is amazing and beautiful. And I later realized that the man who blew me, I'm pretty sure, was homeless. Fine. I would have said... One, it's what? unhoused. Yes. One singular sensation. sensation. Here's here's my deal. Every little step she makes. You know what we talked about? D- you could have just the given the tap. good old double tap. Say, the minute sir, you these, feel that grime on your hand, here's sir, the these thing. Hands, these hands are callous. These hands are callous. callous. I know, but they're <laughs> not clean. No. They are un. Oh, oh, oh no! Yeah, we bad. both backed up from the mic, like shaking our heads. <laughs> I was like, now. I can't so we're that aware that that's bad. Okay, yeah, double tap. Here's the thing: we listen to a lot of stories of people saying, "I stayed, I stayed, I stayed." You can leave. You, you can sure say can. no. You and don't the minute have to you stay. feel a sandpapery hand. I would have been like, no, dude, wash your hands. Like, sorry, no. I think you've talked about that. A dirty hand. You want to clean a penis before you suck it. I just don't like... Um, okay, this sounds really... <sighs> We're in it today. We're just going to say it. Okay. I was at a um, a gathering of naked men. And I don't I don't like calling them sex parties because... Sometimes they're, they're just nude They're just hangouts. like sometimes an afternoon hang with dicks out. Um, but so I, there was a guy who whose dick I not only wanted to like suck, but also just like be around and touch and jerk off. And he was kind of like the life of the party. And a person that I was completely uninterested in at a couple of opportune moments when said gentleman the 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 one i was interested in was like not fully paying attention got his hands in there and even at one point got his mouth in there and like got on the dick 
And I was like, ugh. How do so I... So he was using you as the entryway to the dick. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing, so guy A is the one I'm interested in. I'm seeing him from across the room. And then someone that you were like, no, thank you, no, thank you, or was sucking it from across the room. Well, no, like, like, I'm sort of like, we're like cruising, we're like looking at each other, he's sort of whatever, and then some other guy came up and got his attention for a little bit, who I was also attracted to. Now, does that make you jealous? Guy B, no, because it's like a room full of people. But then Guy B sort of like, when the guy was distracted, like swooped in and like grabbed the dick and was like grabbing it, and then like got down and like sucked a little bit, before Guy A gave him the double tap. The double tap. So then you're saying, I now get to walk in. And be like, now let me put my mouth on whatever hands that man had and mouth that man had. But, like, you're in a group situation, so it's like, you really don't have a say. You're not like, I gotta clean your dick What if someone had a really oniony lunch? That's what I'm saying. Then I walk up and I'm like, hey, can I wipe this um, moist towelette on your penis? That would make me feel more comfortable. If it was your penis, or are you doing the wiping? Me doing the wiping. You have a penis? Yeah, I got a dick. <laughs> but that, I mean, at the uh, when we were at the <laughs> at the CCBC in Palm Springs, CBCBC, you could take showers. Like if if that was like the cruising was happening, there was an area like I mean, it, you, there was not really soap. It was just like you hit a button and water poured down on you for a while. But you could at least kind of have the idea that the germs were gone or like that it was getting rinsed. With something. Right. Y'all don't have bathrooms at these sex hangouts where they happening. What's the No, address? there is, but if it's come like in a hotel room, it's like oh. come, you know, whatever. Are they renting a full suite or is it just a king size room? Sometimes most of them have two beds because there needs to be plenty of opportunity. Yeah, but a lot but like how much wiggle room is there to like slide by people not it's like tight you're like bumping into the armoire and shit like that but sometimes it's a suite and there's a room like there's the front room and then the rooms with the beds okay 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 i'd prefer a suite for the one that you invite me to I, are you kidding i'm not i mean inviting you don't you to you're not gonna be there just like i'll fill in i'll go in and be like I fill see. in Big you put dipper. on glasses i'll put on glasses and a beard with like white spots I'm like, you guys like my music? Wait, what is your voice? You guys like my you guys <laughs> like my music? Wait, no. <laughs> you know, I'll work on it and we'll get uh-huh. there. Just do Nelson from uh The Simpsons. Who's he? Um What? Which one's Nelson? I wasn't like a Simpsons. I fan. just did the laugh. Do it again? Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, Nelson, Nelson. <laughs> You're an asshole. All right. Well, I think we've made it to the end. We're done. Thank you so much for listening. If you, if want- you are in LA and want to... Oh, my God. What have I done? What have I done? If you are in LA and want to come to our show on October 12th, there are probably 15 tickets left for the single show. It starts at 8.30 of our podcast. Um, you can go to very sloppy.eventbrite.com. Let me tell you, the food is going to be there so you can get burritos and quesadillas and tacos. Um, the full Ooh, bar will the be open. So good. And uh, we're going to do this live show right there. And I, I'm planning on doing a song or two. You're going to give them two. You're going to give nah. them hell. 
I'll give him hell. You right said, now. hey, there's an audience. Let me do this. I like to do more than one thing at a time. Okay, but here's the other thing. I'm going to pitch it to you right now. Just while you're off, you're off, uh, what's it called? Off your guard. Off, what? Watch what's me. the phrase? Watch me. Off guard? While you're off your rocker? No. I'm going to catch you off guard. Off guard. On what air. If, what if you and I were to like do a karaoke rendition of like a musical song? Like, what if we did Grease, and I was Danny, and you were Sandy, and what we made if we the did audience... Wicked up. <laughs> I so feel I like continue. no one needs to you hear us sing up. Wicked. But what if we... Because I need a friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking we could do Summer Lovin' because the audience could sing Tell Me More, Tell Me More. Right? You hold the mic out? You hold the mic out? <laughs> we hold the mic out to the audience, and they go... Double tap. Halfway through. Cut it. Cut it. Cut the number. I don't know if I could deal with another loss like that after after San Francisco. You don't need to do your second number. They're not watching. (laughs) She gave you the double tap. She gave me the double tap, and I still got the full peg. So I was literally like, okay. I'm not mad at double tap and full coin. Mm Mm-hmm. That we did that's the t-shirt right there. Double tap. Double tap full coin. Well, on that, I'm gonna have to on out of here thank you so much for listening i double tapped thank you so much for listening to sloppy seconds uh, you can email us at sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com or you can call with your own fuck talk story or advice to 213-536-9180 or email sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every tuesday and friday you can follow us on instagram at sloppy pod or big dipper jelly or spiciest meatball i am shadow band so you have to know how to spell spiciest Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.